So you know what I found very intriguing is that for a book written by someone who is so notable, not just in the comic book industry, but in mainstream, specifically the music industry. Correct. There's like no reviews about this that I could find. There's a couple. There's a couple of reviews of issue one that I that I stumbled upon. I, I, right before the show, I just looked on YouTube. Are there any reviews, of reviews on this book? But you can't really find much. And you can order this in your previews um, box or previews poll. Um, you can add this to your to your list. And they're, I believe, on issue 13 right now. I think so, yeah. 14 coming out soon. And it's called Asensia. Read by John Delmayne, the drummer of System of a Down and owner of Torpedo Comics. And it says more about me, but I assume if somebody is coming into comics from the outside, like uh, Keanu Reeves on Berserker, for yes. example, or John Delmayne, I assume, like, oh, they're a, they're, they're a musician. They're not a writer. Right. They can't write a thing. Uh, they're going to they have their Matt this. Kent, right? Sure. Like, they're going to have their... somebody come in and help them, you know? Where's the help coming from? John Delane no. did this all by himself, and I, I was blown away, actually, by how much I uh, was impressed by this book. I liked it. I liked it shout, a lot. Shout out to John D, because um, one thing that he, he told me when I, I told him, I was like, I'm going to review this book, and we wanted to get some, some background information on it. He told me, he's like, yo, it gets better. It's my first book. The first trade is like, me kind of getting my feet wet with it. But but after the first trade, oh, I, I think I got, I, I'm on to something. And wow, seeing how humble he was about his comic, I'm like, yo, this is freaking John D, yo. Yeah, I've been listening to, to, to it could have been since like, I was a little greatest, kid. It's the greatest book ever. All the issues are great. You know, don't dare say anything bad. But yeah, no, he's 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 got a refreshing, you know, humility. Yes, refreshing indeed. Um, all right, so we have Asensia. And this is issue number one. And we actually, we I had to go, the whole trade. I could not find a digital copy online yeah. to purchase. So I actually went and bought this from uh, from Rob, man under the red hood. Shout out. Some of you actually buy comics from him. He's a really dope dude. And he had some of these on his his table at the last convention that I went to. So quality product as well. The book itself is very well put together. Wake Entertainment. And it says here on the inside, which I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised to learn, Wake Entertainment is the publisher. Wake Entertainment logo is by Frank Cho. Um, I'm curious, um, who is Wake Entertainment? I'm going to have to find that out um, another time. But there are Frank Cho variants of this. Right. There's also Lucio Padillo variants, which I think we may have. I don't think I put that one on there. But you, you got to take a look at um, the variant team because Torpedo Comics is one of the largest comic book stores in the country. Um, has one of the most beautiful stores in the country, and they have more than one location. And John Delmayan, you know, he's like working with Jim Lee all the time. You know, he's working with a lot of great talent. So it's cool to see who comes onto this. And the fact that this is kind of like low key going under the radar over the last couple of years or not a couple of years. I mean, they're on issue 13, a little over a year, Yeah, about a year. It's pretty cool to see. And I wanted to highlight it. So Essentia is about a future dystopian world where humanity has been split off into two sections, one under a dome, kind of like crossover style. Okay. Came out before crossover. Shout out to Kate's. Um, and the rest of humanity who live in, amongst just ruin. You know, you have you have your your impoverished area and then you have where all the wealth is segmented under this dome. And it's essentially like the planet that Norn Rad resided in before, you know, Galactus showed up. And it's like a utopia of sorts. The good parts of this planet are kick ass, right? They they're very pretty, they're very well off. Yeah, you can see right here. The, the buildings are nice. It's 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 uh, it's a gorgeous, it's an ideal place to live. And everywhere else not so much. That's right. And there's a really fun balance that John takes us on um, as far as the narrative, go, narrative goes, where we're in a futuristic state under this dome, and I was getting some fifth element vibes. Matt Inkle vibes, you know? I'm talking about like Mobius types of stuff where it's like, you know, 
cars are, are floating. You're seeing layers to the city. Everything goes up, up, up and up where, yeah, you're in this like futuristic society that has preserved itself amongst the ruin where the rest of humanity resides. And the one uh, the, the, uh, the one obstacle I had when coming into this book was uh, it's it's sci-fi, yes. right? And sci-fi for me is a genre that is hard. Uh, you, you're dropped into a new world. It's a little confusing. You get uh, the briefest glimpse of like how the world works, what the different factions are, what the people are. And it can be kind of hard to uh, get your bearings as you start going in the story. But if you keep at it and if you continue reading, um, I think issue one in this collection is the weakest. However... Right at the end of issue one, even Boom. even at the end of it, you are uh, hooked and then carried throughout the rest of this story. And by the time I finished issue six, I was uh, a little upset to learn. I thought this was a contained thing. Six issue story. Turns out there's a whole, you know, like like we said, there's uh, probably a whole other trade worth. Absolutely. I wanted to figure out how the story ends. So we have a, and the reason why I think you, by the end of it, were rather enthused about the direction it was going is because, yes, it's based in a sci-fi futuristic world, yes. But really, it's a murder mystery. Correct. And it has a layer of it that I can only compare to, as far as like in films, that really reminded me, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, of Seven. Yep. You know, what's in the box kind of thing. Where we have murders that are taking place in this perfect society and a outsider who has to come in to investigate because in the society, people don't die. There's not murders that take place. They actually have a low murder count under five, I believe it was four. They said four. I don't remember how many years it 20, was. 20, 30 plus years. Long right? enough. Or four. Or four. Any murder yeah. is a yeah. big deal for these people. And now there's a string of them that they can't figure out. They don't know what's happening. They don't really have a lot of... If there's only four murders, you know, you're not going to get a lot of experienced crime-solving detectives, you know, to figure this out. So they have to outsource help from Bethany, from the worse-off part of their world. And this guy comes over and we follow him as he investigates the series of murders. I would say in six issues, there's not a whole lot of character development for any one character, which makes it a little tough because like, who is your protagonist? Who are you kind of rooting for? But I think it's that character. I think it's yeah. that it's this, uh, this, uh, this police officer that comes from Bethany who's never experienced a lot of the things he is, um, doing in Essencia. Like he's even asking things like, how do you use a toothbrush? You know? This weird future toothbrush. I don't know how to, it looked like it was like a light based thing where you just, you probably just point it and it just beams off all the plaque or however that works. Right. You know, this is a world where, um, individuals are living clear past, you know, a hundred years old. He has no they idea have, how to even like operate and with all this, you know, this new world, it's very, very different. Indeed. Um, so I'd liked getting to learn more about him as the story went on, not as much as I would have liked, but we, we'd get a little, we also got a little bit more of the, uh, the murderer. Which was, was kind of nice. We got a little bit of his motivation, his backstory. It's kind of fun. So John D., he's a big fan of Golden Age comics, and there's definitely a vibe of, of horror, of violence. This is a mature title. Yes. And some of the covers, um, they're, they're very powerful, like this one. Some of them are, like, mature as well. He goes mm -hmm. full, like, bondage cover on, on one of the issues everyone's got to see because it's done by Lucio Perillo. And there's a, there's a naughty version as well, which is, which is very gorgeous. Very on brand for Lucio. For real. Yeah. Um, but this right here is a moment in the comic book. Oof. And it's like, I'm showing you on one end things like this. Futuristic landscapes, buildings, um, something that you can really dive into. And these sci-fi aspects are almost a break from the ongoing murder mystery. You just get hit with futuristic, cool sci-fi crap. And I love it. And then it will cut. And then it will cut. And show you a guy strapped to a table with his mouth, you know, rigged open. 
And uh, this is a cover showing one of the murders that we witness in one of the early issues of this book. So consider this. If this is a world where, um, it, rather, a, a, a location that is so micromanaged that there is no accounting to more than four murderers, to, excuse me, four murders over the last 20 plus years, whether that's true or not comes into question. And if there was a serial killer, a serial killer that wanted to be found, wanted to be noticed. Imagine He's leaving messages and stuff like the like the worst ones do. Find me, you know. Yes. Like, come on. If there was someone like that amongst this community, imagine how loud their murders would have to be, how gruesome they would have to be. Sure. How terrible they would have to be, and that's what you find in Essentia, and that is the 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 ongoing gut punch that you get issue by issue that gets better and better as it goes. John Delman, you damn killed it, and I recommend this comic book. Also, I have to play this because uh, I had the pleasure of meeting up with John at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. He said, yo, come down here. I want to give you a gift. I want to show you something. We're doing something really special. And I said, yo, John, I'm kind of busy. I'm going to try to be there when you're there, though. Just tell me when you're there. And he messages me again. And he's like, yo, come over here now. Uh, it has to do with Frank Miller. It has to do with J. Um, Scott Campbell. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? You're telling me to just come by your booth. So I'm thinking like something's going on. And sure enough, he had a Frank Miller signing and he had an awesome signing with Frank Cho. But here we go. I want to show you this video that we recorded. Comic fam, San Diego Comic-Con 2022. I had to get Essencia issue 13 from one of my favorite stores in the comic game, Torpedo Comics. I'm reading it because I got, look at this. I got this signed and numbered copy. You got to get this book. All right? It's Frank Cho. Frank Cho, baby. I know it's Frank Cho. I mean, there it is. Beautiful female form. I mean, no one draws it like... You gotta look at his pens too. His pens when he draws women. Anyways. I need more than one copy because I got to the centerfold and I saw this. We cut out this coupon, this issue and the next sequential issues and you send it in Valiant style to get either a J. Scott Campbell variant or a Frank Miller variant. That's right. Exclusive to this book. Exclusive to this book. This is nuts, and this is low print, and I'm curious how many people are going to find out about this. But that's why you got to follow Torpedo Comics. Steve says boom, and of course, follow me here. We're at San Diego Comic Con 2022. Let's do it. Boom, boom. boom. There it is, comic fam. So keep an eye out on that. I recommend it because it's not only a good read, but he's doing some innovative stuff. And again, the power behind some of them, you know, he's got some, some damn big creators that he works with. So this is a low print run. A lot of people aren't really talking about it. And he's doing something that's going to allow members of the community to possibly get either a J. Scott Campbell variant or a variant by Frank Miller. So got to do my job. Got to let you know, because that's how we can geek responsibly, comic fam. Um, we appreciate your time today. I want to remind you, you can find us on Whatnot after this stream ends, because Fire Guy Ryan's in the house. Where can they find you outside of our Whatnot oh, stream we're about to do? Outside of Whatnot, I am on uh, Instagram, at Fire Guy Ryan, all one word. There it is. Also on YouTube, Fire Guy Ryan, but, you know, three words, Fire Guy Ryan. This book has hit 20 bucks. Let off the gas, Colin Fennelis, you're really gunning for some Jack for the goodness. $75 cover price on this, don't overbid, but if somebody wants it, we got it. 